When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, Haberman and Middlecoff, live on YouTube on Thursday. Moving and shaking, busy day, a lot going on. We got a lot to get to. We got to squeeze it all in, John. Uh, recording this before Thursday Night Football, which I like the Bengals tonight, Middlecoff. If you're listening to this on the podcast, five stars is I'm right. Apple Podcast review. Who day? Who do you like? Um. Yeah, I, I I would go with the bank. A little, little des- more desperation, right? Just got their first win of the season last week against uh, Robert, as Michael Lombardi likes to say, Solly. It's like, no, his name's Sala, buddy. Uh, Robert Sala. Uh, so, yeah, I like the Bengals. I always, I, I think as the season goes on, like the the home team on a short week. Uh, I, I like that pick. We, you know, we gave you the stat the other day, 90 snaps on defense by the Dolphins the other day, but... If John's wrong, give us five stars on Apple Podcast. If the Dolphins win, you know, five stars either way. Uh, we're not we're not football aficionados, guy. We're no, just, not like Mark Davis. No. He has seen a lot of a certain type of football over the years, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Like expert, some would say. Yeah. He's uh he, and it's his time shepherding the franchise as the uh as the managing partner. Uh governor. You know, they've I guess they've made the playoffs twice. Right. Yep. Del Del Rio and then uh Rich. Yeah. Uh looking for that first uh that, that home playoff game. Been a while since I had a home playoff game. I heard an NBA podcast the other day, the guy called him a governor. I was like, You can't even fucking Adam Silver when the guy got booted called him the owner. It's like, guys, you, you come yeah. on. Be better. Simmons went on this thing the other day. He thinks that LeBron him and Windhorse, did you see this clip? They they both kind of think like something's up. LeBron might be trying to get himself onto a Steph Curry team before his career's over. <laughs> They're like, you know, did you notice how him, they all took photos together at somebody, Draymond's wedding. Like LeBron would not have done that five years ago. LeBron used to hate Steph. Now he's always complimenting Steph. Yeah, I uh, I don't think that's happening, but hey, you never know. John, before we dive into it, everybody, let's tell you we are sponsored by our friends at Tito's. Hammond, vodka, numero uno, this is what you want. This is the stuff. Big football weekend ahead. And uh, what better what better way to celebrate than with Tito's handmade vodka? That's the uh, or Tito's original craft vodka is uh, the original stuff, John. This is the good stuff. This is what we are so proud to, to tell you about, even though most of you know about it. And why do you already know about it? Because it's already unanimous judges, double choice, gold medalist, world spirits competition, best vodka tonic in the world, chairman's trophy. 
Should go for 25 years strong. This okay, is t- good stuff. It, how do you beat it? I mean, Tito sodas, Tito's espresso martinis, uh, Tito's in your John Daly's. Could go for one of those right now, actually. I, shit, I could too. I mean, just the yacht club post pod. I, I just think Tito's, you, you add it to anything and it adds a smile on your face because one, just when you say Tito's, you know, a good time's coming. Yep. And two, it just, it tastes so good, so smooth. It's the number one vodka in America for a reason. We're all drinking it. Yes, we are, John. Uh, kind of the, 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 we we t- tag us if you're, you know, this is going to be another big weekend for people. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. You never know. Sunday night, Sunday, Monday, Monday, play, Monday night. So, yep. We'll be uh, back Tuesday, on Monday. If you keep well. rolling on Tuesday, you never know. So just Almost tag us. Thursday, baby. Uh, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. As always, if you're thinking you, you, you got a go to drink, John mentioned a few of the, uh, you know, the cleanup hitters. But if you want to mix it up a little bit, um, you know, if you want to sit your starting quarterback and 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 maybe give somebody else a chance, go to Tito'sVodka.com. Great, uh, great recipes there. Yes, we're also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code Ham right now. You bet five bucks on any football team to win and receive an additional two hundred dollars in free bets if your bet cashes. Give me a pick for the weekend. I'm going to go Kentucky plus seven. Don't like it. I love it. Mark Stoops, past Bear Bryant, plus seven on the road. Lane Kiffin, Jackson Dart. Loved, love the Wildcats to win outright, but plus seven. Feel good about it. Kentucky opened as a one and a half point underdog. It's now seven. Here's a stat for you. Football school. Kentucky has won six of the last 13 games outright as an underdog. So when you said you're just taking the points, but the last 13 times they've been an underdog, they've won outright six times. And four of those six wins, John, they were at least a six-point dog like they are now at Ole Miss. Lane's mad because everyone's hanging out in the Grove instead of coming into the stadium or whatever. So I like it. What do you think of the Ravens getting points, three points against Buffalo this weekend? Buffalo, tough loss last week, worn the hell out, ran 90 offensive plays. The Ravens only play in close games. The Bills only lose close games and only win by, you know, three touchdowns. Harbaugh, incredible underdog. I, if you're going to do a same-game parlay here, how about the over on Lamar Jackson touchdowns and take the Ravens plus three? Ooh, I like that. I think it might be two teams. i got to double-check this stat. This is not part of the gambling piece. It might be two teams that lead their teams in rushing, but Josh Allen might lead the Bills in rushing. I'll double-check that stat. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but um, in any event. A lot of good options, a lot of good picks. You can go with the parlays as well. So many great options to parlay when you use the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Plus, with same-game parlays, you can combine multiple bets from the same game to give yourself a shot at even bigger winnings all season long. And if you're in a state where uh, the sports betting is not yet available, hey, DraftKings Daily Fantasy is a great time as well. We played that all last season, actually the last two years, I think. And uh, you can go check that out. So code ham, DraftKings Sportsbook, go get it. Yep. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code ham, receive $200 in free bets if their bet hits, placing a $5 pregame football wager. That's promo code ham, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Brad on the stream says melon promo code. Missed the teaser on the last one. Luis says melon, question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, exclamation, question mark. Somebody just tagged me in a tweet, said they got their melon hat. You know, Mellon did not pay for the live re- but they, we got the ads running on the audio version. But if you're a video watcher, you don't get the Mellon ad, but we'll tell you, John. Go to him. Go to him. Mellon.com. M-E-L-I-N.com slash ham. We're giving those out for free, John. That's free. That's, That's free. free. That's free. It's on us. That's on ham. Just, just believe in the product like Kyle, Sh- like Kyle Shanahan and Phil Mickelson.
Yeah, I got my hat's over there. I can't grab it, but I've got multiples we paid full price for. When you think Mellon, non us, who who's the first person that comes to your mind? I don't want to say. Oh, Shanahan. Shanahan. More than, who was the other guy? Phil? Phil, yeah. I think Phil's battle back. He took his oh, okay. name off the off the lawsuit I saw. But, you know. I don't know if they came out with the KPMG hat that they were planning. Maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah, they might have. Well, KPMG. Everybody. To the curve. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Mellon, stay loyal. They stay loyal. Yeah, hey. Whatever. Go get it. Go get it. We're 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 uh, we're big fans. We. I feel like if Kyle could, and obviously the leagues get very very tight with their. And in fairness, you know, college is like this. I used to get yelled at at Fresno State if you had Reebok, uh, but I I get it. You sign these huge deals with specific brands. If you just said Kyle, you get any choice. Obviously, he would wear the trucker hat and and melon hats nonstop. He would nonstop. not wear what the 49ers are giving him, right? So I, I I'd wear the melon hat now. I do. It's the hat I wear. It's right there because I just wore it into the house. Um, Kyle too. I mean, we see Kyle, him out and about in the summer. That's all he I wears. I remember. You know, you talk about you getting shit wearing Reebok. Which if you find me somebody wearing Reebok today. I'll, this this is 14 years ago. Where's Waldo? <laughs> I remember I went to Oregon one time with Jeff Schwartz, and he was wearing an Adidas logo and. Everybody talks shit to him. Everybody. Was he doing that on purpose? Well, it was just like it was a Pac-12 network polo. We were doing the spring game, and it was an Adidas logo. He had to wear it, but everyone everyone hit his shoulder and was like, "Hey, man, you got something on your shoulder." And then Did they, you? And then the and then the guy gave him a pair of Jordans for free. Last week, I'm uh, sitting on the Twitter.com, and there's Haberman fires off a tweet. It, this is at Oregon is like holding on for dear. They're down, I think, at the time. They're losing yeah. to Washington State. Now. I would imagine a lot of people listening has not have not been to the stadium. This isn't exactly like Levi's. There's not unlimited uh, place and, and definitely boxes for people to sit. So there's a limitation on right seats at for for the super rich. I would imagine if you're not going to sit. What game are you talking field, about? What I'm talking stadium? Washington State, Oregon, and okay. you tweet out a picture of the coaching box, and sitting next to the coaches is none other than Phil Knight. Not just sitting there, because next like the I said, offensive coordinator, not just any coach. Okay, the Mike offensive Ball. coordinator, uh, Kenny Dillingham, is that his name? Correct. Yep. Sitting next to him, not just sitting there because again, limited boxes. He has a headset on, That's so right. he's he's sitting. He can hear the calls, but he wants yeah. to hear both interactions. Yeah, I thought that was pretty insane. Pretty nuts. <laughs> pretty nuts. Have you seen him do that before? Never. But it doesn't mean he hasn't. I'm sure he has, right? The first time he would do it would not be when he's, you know, 82 at Washington State or wherever old he is. I'm not sure on Phil's age, but he, he I gets think you're from, close. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I doubt it's the first time he's done it, John. Because if you could do it, you give him the benefit of the 80, 84. 84. Yeah. If you could, runner, like lifetime runner, just, you know, good shape. If you could do it, plus very rich. So I'm sure, you know, I'd be all, I'd be all up in the HGH, you know, if I were him. Um, and who knows what else I'd be doing plasma therapies and all of it. Um, but if you could, wouldn't you, I think we've talked about this. If you were the owner, would you, if you, and he is the owner and he is the owner. Yeah. I, I, I think there is a balancing act though, as someone who has been so successful and, and shoe dog is one of my favorite books ever. It's a business book more than it is like his life story. Of just the ups and downs. And it's an the, all. I agree. It is an all-time great book. I was shocked at how good because it reads like a novel, but it's yeah, his life. It's incredible. And, and having seen the ups and downs of business, the pressure that he's putting on the guy sitting right next to him, I think maybe you lose touch the older you get, and you get that rich and you get that powerful. I I can't imagine if you could get fifty-year-old Phil Knight and be like, "Do you understand the pressure you're putting on this guy you're sitting next to?" Who I'm pretty sure he's younger than us. Isn't Kenny Dillingham, Kenny Dillingham like 34, 35 years old? I mean, he'll be ASU's next coach probably, but yeah. 
Young guy. Why do you think he'll be ASU's next coach? ASU guy. Went to ASU. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess they looked okay. There, I actually think he's, his play calling's pretty good, although the red zone offense was not good last week. But I, anyway. played, I, I played golf with a guy a month ago that was Kenny Dillingham's neighbor in, oh, that's uh, right. in Scottsdale. Yeah, you told me about that. Um, here's, so I would imagine he'd want the job. The one thing I'd say for Phil, I, he badly wants the job. The one thing I'd say for Phil is if he doesn't, like if he's done it for years and he doesn't ever say anything to any, he doesn't like ever give any feedback. He just listens. He doesn't say like, Kenny, what? Like that would be a world where maybe it can kind of work, right? Without it being too weird. I don't know. I'm assuming he's not like criticizing the guy after, but my point, regardless, he, I'm assuming he's not saying anything. I still yeah. think it's, uh, that's it's nuts. Weird. It is. It's weird. <laughs> that's crazy. It's weird. Uh, but yeah. luckily they won because I, because I thought when they were losing and you have the picture like Down 12 with four minutes left, <laughs> is this guy going to travel home? Yeah. It'd, it'd be, unco- I'm guessing Phil doesn't, Phil probably sits in the front near the head coach is my guess. I would imagine Phil different doesn't fly flight. with him. Yeah, probably different flight. Uh, all right, John, speaking of awkward situations, uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, lip reading. I mean, every, everyone, we've all done Jimmy Garoppolo lip reading. And Kyle Shanahan said that uh, he had not, he doesn't know the clip. He hadn't seen the clip. He just got it on his notes before the press conference because that's, you know, part of the job of, you know, the, the media relations folks, they tell the coach before he hits the podium, here's some things you might get asked about. Maybe there's something controversial going on or some viral tweet or in this case, both. But they kind of just prep prep them for that. Kyle said, um, I got it on my notes, but I'm not a very good lip reader, so I'm not going to watch it. Like uh, It's like with one of my friends. He was asked about the relationship. Jimmy and I around each other every single day, so there's not any awkwardness from us or anything that's uh, kept from one another. Basically, we, we know how each other feels. So what you, you you buy? Are you buying that Kyle has not seen the clip? And uh, what do you think of his answer? Yeah, I'm going to call bullshit. I'm going to say he's lying. Uh, he definitely saw the clip, and someone showed him the clip. Now, maybe he went full lawyer and said, don't show me. I don't want to see, but John Lynch described it to him. Yeah, I, I have a hard time. I, I get he's an older soul for a younger guy, but we're all humans. You, you would, If someone's showing you the clip, you'd peek because it's not that bad. Uh, I, I also think... It's a pretty crazy. T- now, listen, I'm we are. I'm glad this stuff happens. It gave us something to talk about. It interests a lot of people when you see it. I, it got you. I I think seven people texted to me, right, and a million people shared it. I'm sure with both of us and just all over. It's I, I am pro the content. I do think it's unfair if you were in their shoes. This type of stuff happening. Can you imagine? I said to this before we hopped on. Like you're getting into an argument over dinner with your wife. And both you guys go in the other room if I had you slow motion mouth reading or when you are a kid with your parents on both sides, the parents, what they're saying about you when you turn the corner in high school, what you're saying about them. This is doesn't happen in any other walk of life. No other business setting. Like if you're a sales guy, you and your boss are screaming at each other and you go the other way. Can you imagine over the years some of the things that you have said about your superiors? I mean, this it's part of the job. I get it comes with the territory now more than ever because of social media, because of the cameras, because of people. I mean, all that was, was something as he was walking out, it happened so fast. If you're not super locked in, you turn around, you're talking to someone at your couch on the couch, you pet your dog. You might not even pay attention. One human being saw it posted and it went viral. It's not like 17 people had it. One human being. It's the same video every single place I've seen it, but that's just the reality. And it's, it, it sucks 
Though, I'm still not quite sure what he said. I don't necessarily care, but this is this would have happened with Jimmy. This could have happened with Mac Jones and Belichick. Could have happened with Lamar if he said, pay me my fucking money. I mean, it, it could happen in any situation. It happens in basketball all the time. It's why, you know, LeBron covers his mouth, even though I think it's pretty stupid when he's saying hi to somebody. Yeah. Offensive coordinators do it, not necessarily because they don't want you reading like, what play did he say? But it's just, I guess, the world we live in. Yeah, I saw somebody say that it was that that it was wrong of CBS to show Ken Dorsey's reaction in the Bills booth. Like the coaches let you put a little camera in there, kind of with the understanding that you're not going to make them look bad, right? And like you have to, I don't, I shouldn't say this. I'm, I don't know this for a fact that you have to get their permission to put a camera in there. But I do think generally, it's like, okay, cool, they are letting us put a camera in their private space, and so the trade-off is. Are we, what do you do in that spot? But to me, it was like, and it, they didn't, you know, the Ken Dorsey play wasn't something that happened 30 minutes ago and then they showed it to you. They just cut to the camera and they cut to the camera and Ken Dorsey lost his shit. I think it's basically how it played out. Seven second or something oh. delay, right? Wouldn't they have known? Uh, no, it doesn't quite work like that. The delay is from what they are putting packaging together, hitting the air. It's a little different than them being able to say, let's put that on. Once you say like, take camera a, like you have taken camera a, you yeah. can't, I saw Josh it. Allen say he loved it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think it's that bad, but I think my ultimate point is like, you are doing this whole thing in a very public space, but there are parts of it that, that, sh that you want to be private. Now, I think your point is the perfect point, right? Which is that if you filmed anybody for whatever, any amount of time when they're in a highly charged situation, sometimes they would, say things that they're saying to themselves. He didn't even, he didn't go like, say it to Debo. All Kyle's plays suck. Right. He said it. He just frustrated, threw it out, like came out of his mouth. And I don't even, I'm with you. I don't even know if that's what he said. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Kyle hadn't watched it. Coaches, the discipline ones, right? Like Bill, the whole thing that Lane's always done, which is a copy of Sabin, which is we don't ingest the rat poison. Like guys, we're not even gonna, we're not gonna do any of that shit would be Kyle's attitude. It's like, I'm so busy. I got so much stuff to focus on. It's easier for me if I don't watch it because then I don't have to, I just say I didn't watch it. I don't even fuck with it. Jimmy knows when I'm pissed with him. I know when Jimmy's pissed with me. I don't need anybody else telling me that Jimmy was frustrated on, on Sunday night by the Broncos. And I definitely don't need to watch some clip that's gone viral because honestly, there are, ten, there are things that he has said to me 10 times worse than that or that I've said to him, definitely, 10 times worse than that. So who cares? Like I could see if that's if he hadn't watched it for that reason. You know? Now, now there is an element like the the it's not like CBS or Fox or, you know, like the, the broadcast partner put this out. Th this was a rogue fan that then oh. everyone <laughs> I do think ultimately like this is this type of stuff is healthy for the league. Like this makes it popular, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. This gets people talking. It's, it's a little different, but Ethan's often told the story. He's got a great Substack about Scott St Skiles, who in a coach's meeting with David Stern, when David announced that we're going to do quarter interviews with the coach, right? And the first and the going into the fourth quarter because ESPN and ABC they just re-upped their deal, and we've put this into the package. And Scott Skiles raises his hand. He's like, this is bullshit. we got to focus. And then David Stern looks at Scott Skiles and goes, hey, hey, everybody, Scott doesn't want us to do this. They just paid us a billion dollars, but he thinks this is a terrible fucking idea. Now, this is not apples to apples in the situation, but ultimately his point is everything that's on television like, is good. Like that To me, that Ken Dorsey thing, my ultimate take with that is like that is why the NFL is crushing. Now – you know, obviously coaches just in any sport are more passionate, 
But as an NBA coach, or definitely as a baseball manager, for the most part, you lose some, you win some, whatever. In football, everything matters as much as it is to the diehard on the couch, who when that happens is throwing his shit. I saw a guy, Tyler Dunn, Instagrammed out. He had Isaiah McKenzie on like this sit-down on Monday after the game, and he's like, did you get a lot of crazy crap? And Isaiah McKenzie telling funny stories about people pausing the image. One fan tagged him and like all these arrows of where he should have gone. And it just, I mean, this whole thing plays a role in the ecosystem that equals the popularity. You told me that the Fox game's up. I saw someone 5%. wrote wrote the other day that all the games are up just universally relative over the last five years. Like this is like a, having yeah. an incredible year. I right mean, now. we talked about, think about the offseason, right? All the things that happen. Brady retires, unretires. Russell Wilson gets traded, right? Draft picks. There's a million. I would say like 80, 85% of the teams have like legit storyline interest that you just kind of keep peeking an eye on, yeah, right? 100%. So um, now I do think the thing with the Niners, right, is is I don't think G- you, Jimmy's a pretty polarizing, this whole situation. Yeah, and I don't think you or I is taking the the lip reading, even if he said it, to, to be that important. But I think the re- one of the reasons it works for this situation is because you could understand if Jimmy and Kyle didn't have a great relationship, it would, you know, if you put person A and person B in the situation that those two are in, you could understand if there were some animosity, you tried to replace me, you wanted me gone. Now I'm back, whatever. And I'm not saying that's the case with those two, but I do think that's part of why this one took off. It's because the situation is a weird situation to begin with. Right. Very. That's part of it. Like if Trey Lance had done it, it would feel kind of, out of left field, right? If you had a clip of Trey Lance saying that, would be like, what? What is going on here? It would also have been a big story, though. Now, if Mahomes had done it and then had an interaction on the sideline, you know, if there had been something like that's why the Mahomes clip, yeah, the Mahomes one's a separate issue. I'm not going to compare Mahomes, but um, would you say Mahomes a little more like that moment is a little more uh, organic to get posted because they just they were just looking at people leaving the field and he was talking to Eric Bieniemy, right? That could have easily happened with. Well, Every single game watching. at halftime, people are yeah. leaving. Yeah, but everyone watching that game noticed it. You know what I mean? It's it's un it's impossible not to notice. I I would imagine real time the Jimmy thing happened at pretty rapid fire. You wouldn't notice. Yeah, I didn't notice, and I looked I didn't notice. I, well, yeah, no one noticed except this rogue fan. Bro, why you call him rogue? Because like he knew what he was doing. Freedom fighter. <laughs> he 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 uh he um. Uh, what's what's the uh, no uh, duplication without representation? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, authorization of the express written consent. He reproduced it without express written consent. Isn't it kind of crazy that for whatever reason, Fox and CBS just doesn't fight it on the Internet? Like if you did the equivalent of that with the PGA Tour, you would get flagged and it would get taken down. Oh, right. Baseball. Yeah, usually baseball. You st- I don't know if they do it anymore. Football's, football and basketball have never fought it. They're like, yeah, just go viral. It leads more people to watch the games. Absolutely. It's great. So... Um, do you th- do you think that is an NFL telling them or them realizing? Because like CBS, for example, is in the golfing business, yet they are adamant about you can't rip the golf stuff. Yet they're in the football business, and I could Mahomes. I don't even who the Chiefs playing this week. I guess the Chiefs are playing Sunday night, but Bucks. whoever CBS, like the the Bronco Raider game. If I started posting nonstop stuff, it would get flagged, or excuse me, it would not would not get flagged. Yeah. Which is I, I, got to be the league, right? Got to be. Baseball owns, you know, baseball. It's been baseball that's been keeping all its stuff to itself for years, right? It's worked out well. 
they've pulled some of my stuff before. I don't remember what I got I flagged. I remember like years ago I was, when I was doing like a stuff, someone came to me. I was like, Hey, like your credentials at risk. I'm like, what are <laughs> you talking about? Celix fucking senior shit. Hey, remember yeah, Manfred's on one. Um, all right, John, the uh, 49ers and Rams play on Monday night. We will be here live Monday night. So it should be a big show. The uh, 49ers are seven and four head to head. McVay versus Shanahan. Kyle's won six straight going back to the end of last year's regular season. You were there for that. That was the sixth in a row. But Shanahan lost in the game that I'm not going to say it mattered the most because the Niners had to win that game in the NFC title game. And uh, so now overall, Kyle is seven and four all time against McVay. But McVay won the NFC championship game and McVay's been to one more Super Bowl and he's got the ring that Kyle doesn't. Yeah, I mean, one point of difference before the NFC Championship game was that Kyle owned Sean McVay, right? 6-0, sure, and, man, and that, I, I would say that Week 18 game to get them to 10 wins. The Danny Trujillo game. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most, it's the craziest thing I've ever witnessed live. I, I think that's, would you say, one of the crazier Niner games of all time, regular season? And I've <laughs> watched a lot of crazy <laughs> Niner games. It's got to be right up there. But when you lose in the NFC Championship game and you have uh, a lead in the second half and then the guy you lose to ends up going to the Super Bowl and winning it, it, it almost feels like those last six games, even though they were not, especially last season, like you said, they, they had to win really both those two games. I mean, <laughs> shit, those were their only two wins in the division. I mean, they got swept by Arizona. They got swept by Seattle. It wasn't those two wins. Niners were fucking sitting at home. And obviously in 2019, like those games were very, very big. And that helped lead, I guess, not in a positive way for everyone hating Jared Goff in, in the Rams, which actually is a negative because they ended up with a better quarterback. But like Kyle would trade all six of those wins for that win in the NFC Championship game, right? And be because the Niners, like the Rams, would have been favored in that game against the Bengals. Now, I do wonder the Bengals might have been a tougher matchup. Just I understand the Niners' defensive line is pretty good, but they couldn't and Higgins might have been problems for that's a whole nother conversation you would uh, yeah I mean that 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 was a pretty devastating blow for old Kyle losing that game Niners pass rush would have got to the quarterback though Rams did yeah um so the curse is broken that's what you're saying you win the one game and the fact that Kyle won six in a row against McVay doesn't matter anymore I mean he just faced Kyle, Kyle, I think Barrows asked him today, you know, did playing the Broncos, was it like playing the Rams? And Kyle basically said, yes, it's exactly like playing the Rams. So if there's any saving grace from playing the Broncos, you know, you just played that defense. You're playing basically the same defense again. Obviously different players. This one has Aaron Donald, but. Well, you know, is that, a good, is, that a, is that a good thing? Uh, well, I mean, whose defense is more talented, Denver's or the Rams? I would say Denver's top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, they just I, – I I think the Rams' defense just is pretty good. I mean, they, they allowed 12 points, obviously, last week to the Cardinals, who you can say are just having a weird year. Two weeks ago, they were kicking their ass, the Falcons, 31-10. to 10, And then they got a punt block for a touchdown, and Cooper Cup fumbled. So I, I can't put it all on the defense. And they got back basically 15 points in the blink of an eye. But for the majority of that game, the Rams' defense – was pretty damn good against the Falcons, who actually might be a little feisty this year. You know, Mariota's 
I think Mariota's kind of, I wouldn't say resurrecting his career, but like putting respectability behind his career that maybe he's like the new kind of bridge guy. Uh, he's better than I thought. I, I mean, I thought they were going to be an abomination and just, you know, terrible. And they're actually a little more competitive. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say Denver's defense a little bit better, but ultimately until the Niners prove that they can just score points, you know, they've had two of their three games where it's been a struggle to just move the football, which is a, not a, which is a problem. And, and I mean, another thing he's getting peppered with today, a huge part of that game, the week 18 game, for example, is Jimmy. I mean, it, that, that first half looked, it is absolute insanity that they weren't down like 35 to three. Yeah. I mean, it felt, it felt like a 50 point game in the first half. And I think the I think the score was either seventeen to three or twenty to three. So it it was so it was seventeen to three. It was so much closer than it felt. And then they came out and the run game, which as well documented, Mike McDaniel has kind of been interwoven uh, in this story the, lately. And they just ran the ball so effectively with Debo with Elijah Mitchell, and then they scored and they hit a double pass because the run game was working so effectively, and that's how they got back in the game. It's like, are they going to be able to do that? Because, you know, you talked about earlier this week about the run game being a little more generic and it's been a little harder. Um, You know, I don't know. This is going to be a good test because historically you've been able to run it against the Rams a little bit. Um, And the other the other curveball here is. It happened in that game and it definitely happened early in the season on the Monday night game with with Stafford specifically because Goff used to be a sitting duck, right? He couldn't move. Their offensive line was pretty average. The Niners would just eat him alive. And that was a huge reason for like four of the wins. It just felt like Goff was just getting overwhelmed, right, in 19 and 20. In 21, Stafford's clearly way better and much more potent, but he'll throw the ball to you. And kind of what symbolized, you know, that what everyone that like pushes back on Matt Stafford is like, well, he's a pick away from losing the NFC Championship game. And that's it did hit the guy in the numbers. He just dropped it. But he did throw multiple picks. Remember the first play of the Monday night game, the Odell Beckham just shows up. He throws like a 90-yard bomb. It fucking throws it right to the 49ers. Then he has the crazy play that the dude tips and ends up in Jimmy Ward's breadbasket and he runs it the other way. Then in the week 18 game, he throws a couple interceptions. And the one that ultimately ended uh, the game, which which led the Niners to win the game, uh, who was Ambry Thomas down the sideline to Odell Beckham, that when he threw it, you're like, oh, shit, and then great play. But Stafford will throw picks. I think he has five this year. Yeah. Well, I, if you told me the Niners win this game, I would say I'd be shocked Stafford doesn't hit like two. Definitely definitely throws one. Yeah, I agree with you. And and in some ways, you know, you're a little surprised they didn't get one against against Russ. Um you know, one of, it's it's yeah, they did try. It's important for the Rams because if they lose the game, they're two and two, and then they play Dallas. Um, who's that game? Who's, who's not bad? Uh, games in LA, I think. Um, but you know, they they'll be they should be favored in that game. But the thing with the Niners is, you know, who knows in a month they they play again in a month, it'll be less than a month by the time Monday night rolls around. They play on October 30th, they play before Halloween the second time. So I, you know, I know there's no guarantee that Trent Williams will be back by the time you play that game. Now you beat him last year at the end of the year without Trent, but you know, there's no guarantee you'll be any healthier. Eric Armstead will he be back by then? Maybe, but uh, they didn't play him in the game. He did his workout, and Kyle Shanahan said on Thursday that his plantar fasciitis, which you know, uh, you, me, Bill Belichick, we're not looking at the MRIs, 
But that's not a thing that just goes away. Kyle says it's it's no better today than it was when they worked him out before the game on, on Sunday. So there's just no guarantee that you're healthier. And the other thing is the Rams are coming off a bye the next time you play them. I know it's a Niner home game, but the Rams only play two games before the next Niner game. They play the Niners, they play the Cowboys, they play the Panthers. So the Cowboys game might be on the road. Um, and then they hit their bye. The Niners, on the other hand, who are getting a little beat up, you're saying, the the, you're saying the Niners have a home game before they play the Rams? Yeah, but it's against the Chiefs. The Rams are coming off of a bye. So even though the Niners-Rams game, uh, well, I guess, and it's there, right? It's a home game for the Rams. This game's yeah. Well, you know, last year, remember? <laughs> yeah, maybe that doesn't matter. But the, my ultimate point is the Rams game, the Rams are coming off the bye the next time you play them, and you're coming off a Chiefs game. Yeah. And it's not that far away. So, um. And and this one's at home, so I do think you know the Rams have a little urgency, but the Niners definitely. I mean, they lose the game; they're one and three. They've got a ton of urgency here. Yeah, I, I would say the Niners have. This is this is what happens when you find yourself below the, you know, Mendoza I cons- line. I consider the Mendoza line in football under five hundred. And when you do, you're just fighting an uphill battle, right? Because you're just constantly just trying to get above. And when you get a couple game, like once you get to like six and three. Losses don't cripple you. Even if you're like, oh my God, I just lost to the Jets. You're like, whatever, I'm six and four. Right. And then you just, you, you, it's just harder. This is what happened last year. And it's happening again this year, even faster than last year. You can't take a deep breath. You know, it's not must win, but holy shit, you're one and three. Then, and then it's like, well, you cannot lose the next two games to the Panthers and the Falcons. Or is it the Falcons? It's definitely the, yeah, the yeah, Pan- Falcons. It's, uh, it goes Panthers, Falcons, Chiefs. And Panthers, Falcons are road games. So you're basically staying, you know, probably at the Greenbrier or whatever, right? You'll be staying somewhere out there. You're not coming home. Yeah. So that, that puts a lot of pressure. And who knows? I mean, I, I think Carolina's much Short improved, week. even though I saw Christian McCaffrey's he's, he's banged up. Yeah. <laughs> Thigh. That's that's he's got missed games written all over him. I know. And but it's also a short week game. Right. You go to Carolina on a short you're going to Carolina on a short week, the Niners. Oh. So it just in, in addition to yeah. your point. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. 
And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, what do you think of what Steve? Did you see what Steve Young said? No, I did not. <laughs> I know you did. You sent it to me. I don't. I, I don't read that stuff. Um, this is what Steve Young told Tom Tolbert. We don't need ca- about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. This is what Steve Young told Tom Tolbert about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. We don't need camps of people. I'm with Jimmy. I'm with Trey. Like, stop. Guys are like, there's a tough league, and you do move on. And when you move on, you move on. We get over that. But when you've got the red and gold on, stop. We're in it together. We don't find the mitigating circumstances. We're all in. We're all in with each other. Um, so he doesn't like the uh, – it's not about camps, he said. Not about camps. Everyone's on the same team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell Steve. I, you know, he went through this. It literally happened uh, in the camp. It felt like you and I were so young, we just kind of taking it in off documentaries, but we're in the Joe camp because of what Joe had earned. And this situation, even though Jed has outspoken, does not parallel that situation literally at all. Uh, but well, literally, it does. There's two people. There's so two. Does, yeah, there's two individuals I, from an accomplishment resume standpoint. And the, one you of know, them is younger. One of them is a little older. <laughs> See, similar. A lot of similarities. Yeah, I guess Steve was a high pick, but Shanahan, Bill Walsh, geniuses. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I just I understand the, the splinter nature of a locker room being put in this situation. Like it's, I think it's very easy for a guy, you know, almost 60 years old to, to say that stuff. Very understandable for the 24 year olds in the locker room to, to be a little confused. You know, there, there was some teasing going on. There was an inability, which ended up potentially, we think benefiting the 49ers holding on to Jimmy, but it also was ripe to create just some weirdness. We said it during training camp when he was eating in the cafeteria, right? Like most of these, it's it's funny whenever someone gets injured, like Jameis right now is injured. He's not, he hasn't practiced this week, but he's and I was, yes. And then I heard someone say, well, Andy Dalton's getting all the reps and you just realize like so many teams, if I asked you to go through, like, you know exactly who Andy Dalton is, but you wouldn't have been able to tell unless you had, like, researched it or something. I would not have known what team Andy Dalton was on. 
right? And most of these situations are just like, there are a couple, like I know Gardner Minshew is Jalen's backup or Blaine Gabbert is Brady's backup. But for the, and Cooper Rush, just because he played last year, but like the Andy Dalton types, they kind of just maneuver throughout the league, right? Like CJ Beathard was somewhere till he got hurt. Mullins, I think is with the Ray, you know, it's just once you kind of, I know Jordan loves there, but there are just kind of random situations that are very independent of the starter. Like, I just think this guy was better. So we added him. Daniels has been there forever in San Diego or LA because they like him. Stafford's backup. No clue. Wofford, maybe. Is he still there? But if you told me it's like, you know, they got a Nick Mullins type, I'd believe you. You know, so it's just, you're kind of, you do think that we're the Niners. Their situation was like the most polarizing in the league. Even Walford. during training camp, Wolf, he was literally. It, 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 he's still there, so it's just it's just it's understandable why people just have some different takes. There'd be no take to be had if Jimmy had been cut, like I wanted to, like right when camp started, and Andy Dalton was still available. Let's say, and they had a- added Andy Dalton, and it was like Andy Dalton. It was Trey Lance's backup. There would have been no splintering. No one would have wanted to see Andy Dalton. Trey broke his ankle, then Andy Dalton would have had to start. The only splintering would be like, time to see Purdy, you know? But like part of the Jimmy Garoppolo is the conversation that creates splintering. I, uh, I, I'm I, with Steve. Like in theory, it sounds great, but it's just at that position, it just doesn't, and he knows it, it just doesn't work that way. I think what should make it easy it happens though, a lot now, in college, doesn't it? The big programs when they've added a sweet guy and they kind of have an incumbent. Yeah, guys' resumes are so short in college, right? It, yeah, it's specific at like Ohio State or Georgia or something with a specific guy, right? Maybe an older guy who's a coach favorite who's accomplished yeah. something, but yeah. then they get like Arch Manning or you know, Justin Fields is the backup. You're like, no, Jake Fromm went to war for us. He won 11 games. It, it, it has to be an elite program that just won 11, 12 games with the older guy that's clearly not as talented as like, Quinn Ewers is here to take the job. Like, no way. You know, but it there's is- a difference, right? Like, the difference is when some college sophomore thinks it versus, well, is it all the veterans who've been in the, who were like 32 years old? Not apples to apples, but my point is it happens consistently at that level with the, with the blue chip guy at like yeah. 10 programs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's it, just not the, it has te- Texas has it written all over them next year with Arch when whoever the coach is, but it's just the nature of the, it's just the nature of the position. It just is the thing that to me makes it a little wild and we've talked about it, but all of this, you know, started when they re-signed Jimmy, which is a situation they created. But it really hit the fan after Jimmy replaced Trey. Now, it started up, right? It started up before that. That's part of what led to the reaction after Jimmy replaced Trey, because Trey got hurt, not because Trey got benched. Um, And I agree with Steve fundamentally. Like, if you want a team... You would not want Mike Silver to have a story that says some people in the locker room think Jimmy gives them a better chance to win right now. I agree. Like you, I agree. I just, I think we've seen this 49er organization under Kyle is really buttoned down. There's not a lot of rumors. There's not a lot of leaks. And I do think it says something that even in that environment, there was just a little, a little of that because it's, I think when it comes to quarterbacks, it's nearly impossible because it's the only, there's, because I think other, 
I think Isn't it human nature, though, for of, there to be some question mark till someone proves something? It, totally. It's it's human nature, and I think most positions kind of think it's bullshit that quarterbacks don't have to compete in the same way they do, like, every week. Like, I can get replaced as the, you know, like, most positions, I just get benched. Nobody goes crying for me. Like, no, give them three more weeks. It's like, no, you can come back when you prove it in practice. Quarterback, for good reasons, doesn't quite work that way. And I think probably most position players don't, you know, understand that there's a difference, but don't love that there's a different rule applied to them than the QBs. Well, one thing last week was like, Lenore in the slot? What happened to Womack? And then I saw Kyle's quote after. It was like, you know, he had a great week of practice. So he was better. He got lapped in practice, which is impossible at quarterback, right? Yeah, you don't get the, there's no the reps that's called a quarterback competition, and that's a problem. A nickelback competition, nobody calls it that. They're just like, yeah, they're playing. Yeah, I just to me, just it is what it is. I I think the Eagles are a pretty good example. Going into the season, it was like Roseman. If this doesn't go well, he's got multiple picks. They could always make a pivot to Gardner Minshew. Three weeks in, Jalen's fucking looks awesome. Like they they got their quarterback, and it's just you. I haven't heard Gardner Minshew's name one time. I haven't heard anyone mention Roseman's loaded with picks. No one even – there's like, can we win the Super Bowl? Right? That's all that anyone's thinking. Like, is this guy good enough to win the Super Bowl with? A month ago, I was like, you know, he just – time will tell with just Jalen Hurts' character. Yeah. You can shut people up fast with good play. That's the one thing in football because it's not like, well, he hit two home runs in three games and then he strikes out for the next, like, 20 games. In football, you just play once and then you get a long break. Then you play once and you get another six, seven-day break. So it's just you play well uh, basically 80% of the time over a month. That's just kind of your narrative. You're just playing pretty good. Like that's why, you know, everyone was bullish on Jimmy. And then we saw it like, oh, pump the brakes. But he can kind of two or three touchdowns this week, win by 10 points. Everyone would be fine. Just the nature of football, right? I mean, it's just, it, it, it is what it is. Corey on the stream says, if Jimmy stinks this season, maybe it was necessary. The team will no longer be able to win in spite of his shortcomings. Seems like a fitting ending to me. Yeah, if Garoppolo's bad this year, then we can debate whether or not Trey Lance will come back better or whatever. But it, you know, the question then becomes, I just don't assume that Kyle Shanahan is giving anybody anything moving forward, right? If Jimmy Garoppolo's bad and is gone, it doesn't mean that Kyle's just given the job to Trey Lance again. Who the hell knows what he's going to do? Yeah. Um. Which I think it was the the point. Why well, I I think regardless what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo, everything's on the table moving forward, right? That's how that's what I believe. Everything's yeah. on the table. Yeah. Does he think that he he just handed a job and it kind of got weird? I'm not saying he's not going to be the starting quarterback, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't sign a sharpie on that right now. Well, I mean, he always said they drafted Trey because Jimmy got hurt a lot. Well, Trey's hurt now. So he will bring another quarterback in that he thinks, you know, even if Trey Lance is a starting quarterback, he will want a quarterback that he feels comfortable putting on the field if he has to put him on the field. Will Levis? Uh, I don't think Will's going to be available, John. No, I don't either. Jets gang on the stream says Flacco is top five in passing. You know, it's a great point, John. It brings me to some of the great things to watch for this weekend in the NFL. Did, like, is Flacco benched? Zach Wilson, for the second time in two years, he's trying to outperform a backup quarterback who might be better than him. So that's an interesting situation. Might. Uh, Jets are Jets are plus three at the Steelers. That's one of the morning games this weekend. So keep that's a pretty on. bad. That's a pretty bad football game. I, I'll be honest. I don't plan on you know red zone 
will show it when necessary, but I don't plan on consuming much of that thing. Screen seven for that. Now that's that. That's a hard watch, guy. Uh, Chargers minus seven against the Texans. That's also a morning game. Rashawn Slater out. Joey Bosa surgery on the groin. Guyton out. Uh, Brandon Staley trying to rally the troops. Go for every fourth down, I guess. I kind of like the Texans in this game, don't you? I do, at least with the points. Not that we're betting that I, game. I saw some, a little bit of the Bears-Texans game. felt like they were in the red zone a lot. Davis Mills looks like he's coming back to earth a little bit. That's shocking. Although I'm pro Davis Mills. Uh, if you like Dan Campbell, then, you know, close but no cigar is not good enough, and the Lions got to go to the Seahawks to win this weekend. Feels like it could be a good matchup, John. Um very just could be a good weird game. I think this game's got could be weird written all over it. Seahawks playing weird games, Lions playing weird games. So keep an eye on Lions Seahawks for some weirdness. I like the Lions plus four. Yeah, I think the Seahawks. I was telling you this before we started. One of the most underdiscussed stories in the NFL this year. Who does John Schneider like in the uh, quarterback class? I saw Mel Kiper had Cam Ward as a sixth quarterback. Michael Penix right down the street spinning it. Will Levis. What what year is Cam Ward? Uh, I think he's a junior. He's a junior. So he Trans- played a couple years at incarcerate word transfer right. incarnate out of jail. <laughs> Incorporated uh, Ward. By the way, that school who'd they beat? The, they beat Nevada like three weeks ago. Incarnate Ward. Um, Do you know where that place is? Texas somewhere. I I didn't know. Yeah, only because I've looked. Who does John Schneider like? The Seahawks have two ones. They got two twos. This is the man that drafted Russell Wilson. It's the guy that, you know, uh, if you tell your story loud enough, people will be believe it's fact. Love Josh Allen. Bunch of quarterbacks, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Will Levis and on and on and on. So, um, But, I, but I do think, like you said, tell the story. Like, that's a big Danny Ainge thing. I remember Danny Ainge claimed that they had Draymond Green third on their board. And everyone was like, well, it's easy to say three years later. I think it's pretty clear. Even Russell acknowledged they tried to trade me to the Browns. and They felt, I've never heard John Schneider say this, but everyone felt, remember, he went to the Josh Allen thing that Josh Allen was his guy. And the Russell thing was, Pete told the story of him pounding the table for Russell Wilson. Like it's, I would say it's pretty well documented for a non-like media guy, specifically those two guys who he liked. And again, he wanted to trade Russell Wilson, the guy that he pounded the table for. So you buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's fact. And the Browns also not turned crazy. it down. Josh Allen went seventh or eighth, whatever it was, right? So, not crazy at all. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised. It probably October. I could see a big month to see like him at college games. I do wonder: is he going to have to? Because how? Is they're, well, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. But is he going to be drafting second or seventh? Because if you're drafting seventh or fifth, you do have to kind of hide who you like, right? Do you think Pete Carroll's going to be his coach next year? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, because, like, why would you coach this year if you were Pete if you weren't going to coach next year? Does but then the problem is, that? what if they get the number one or two pick, he gets, like, a Levis or a C.J. Stroud, and then Pete's like, I got five more years coaching this guy. With Shane Waldron, I mean, is Pete the worst thing for a young team? No, clearly Pete's pretty good at his job, right? So I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I just no. – I do wonder if the Seahawks have to – if are they going to be bad, bad enough – that they don't have to hide who they like? Are they going to be drafting one or two? Because there's some other bad teams out there, John. I think Seattle, though, like when you're not beating Atlanta at home, 
all of a sudden you lose to the Lions, you could lose to the Saints, the Cardinals, the Chargers. Giants would be a big swing game, but the Giants are going to end up winning five, six games. Cardinals, Bucks, Raiders, Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, Rams. I mean, I think Seattle's got three or four wins written all over them. Well, then, then they're going to have their pick of the litter or close to it. Remember, with the 17th game, like six wins got you like the ninth pick. So if you can, if you win three, you got a very good chance. Three's not an awful season, obviously, and they already have one. But I think three and 14 is the number one overall pick. I don't, I've watched enough this year to yeah, know. I, I don't, we, we don't have a one win team. I don't think so. Texans aren't that. Raiders aren't that. Well, the um, Bears and Giants already have t- multiple wins. Can't be them. One of them, Bears and Giants, John, they play each other. So one of those two teams is going to be three and one this by next week. Raiders? Well, yeah, but the Raiders aren't that. But no, yeah, I mean, Broncos clearly are not that. Um, Panthers, Jets, uh, Dolphins clearly not. Obviously, I, I do think the Jets have much more talent than one or two wins, but it's going to be a struggle for them to win most weeks, right? I mean, maybe the Lions. No, I think the Lions. I, I, I think the Lions win. I, I think the, you want a hot take. I think the Lions can make the playoffs. Seven seed. I see. NFC actually, actually NFC is not great, but are they going? They end up in a lot of games. You're like, man. They are so close, but I feel like they're just going to be so close for seven. He literally blew it though last week. But there's so no guarantee they can get the fourth down. Admitting so. mistakes doesn't eliminate the mistake. It's like doing the my bad after a drop pass. Like doesn't mean you're going to catch the next one. Well, as long as you go for it the next time. Look at Hackett. Screwed Look up game it. management. Hires the dude from the uh, the street. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Jim Boy Jim Boylan on his staff. Or whatever. Um. Anyway, I just think the, the Seahawks quarterback evals is a very interesting part of the season. Belichick, John, plus nine and a half against the Packers. Poor Bill. Not flying first class anymore, living like a civilian. Brian Hoyer is his quarterback. He's just going through QB shit like everybody else. Uh, Brian Hoyer's making his third start in five seasons, this being the fifth year, so two starts in the last four years. He's only started and finished one game in the previous four years. That was 2019. He started the weird-ass game in 2020 when – COVID pushed the game back from Sunday to Monday to Tuesday. They flew in the day of the game. Cam had COVID, so Hoyer started, but then got benched for Jarrett Stidham. That's his starter this week. That's his starter. You want to go Brian Hoyer career earnings? Uh, I'm going to go. Great question. What uh, what year did he come in the league? Can I get that? Been a long time. He came in in 1909. 09 from Michigan State. Probably a fifth rounder or something. Undrafted free agent. Okay, but 09, so we're year 13. Uh, Very weird earning season last year. Don't even quite understand how this possible. He made $59,000. Yeah, well, he didn't. How much of the season was he? Well, 59000 I How's that possible? <laughs> Is he fucking selling cars at the Toyota dealership? $59,000. Pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> Uh, they were like COVID. Sorry, bro. Can you take a pay cut? Um, I'm going to go with, um, God, I feel like this number is going to be low, uh, but not too low. I'm going to go with uh, a couple higher, a couple like $8 million years. I'm no, say no, 30- no. His, I'll give you a hint. His peak earning year, thanks to our man down the road, Kyle Shanahan, was 7.2. Okay. But that's, that's is it by far? I, I, I'll just give you a number. I'm going to say 28 to like 31. Yeah, you're close. 32.9. Pretty good. 
Do you think if you if you go you meet someone you go you know I played it's a long time I mean he's he's going on he'll have like a fifteen year NFL career wouldn't you think like God this guy make eighty million dollars but you're like wait you only made thirty kind of sucks doesn't it? Well, but I mean, if he had played in the '90s, he would have walked away with like a total of three million dollars. He's never—he's only been the full-time starter a couple times, right? With the Texans and the Niners, and that's of his thirty-two million dollars. That accounts for all over twelve. I just think if, if you're going to play that long and go through getting screamed at all the time, all the negativity, fifty million feels like it'd be worth it. You're around all these guys. I mean, some of them make like thirty million dollars in a year, and you I mean, make thirty for over. 12, 13 years? You know, he's like the Matthew Slater of quarterbacks. He hasn't even made as much as like Chase Daniels made a lot of money. Part of it is there's not a demand for his services. There's like a team or two teams that have, right? How many times has he been on the Patriots? Like three times? Yeah, I mean, him, Bill O'Brien, Kyle Shanahan, and fucking be out of the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, would you rather have you know a work normal job after Michigan State or done what he did? Of course, that I I just mean when you when you factor in how long he's been around, and if you're his mind, I'm always one snap away. Well, yeah, when you Matt Slater, he's made more than Slater. Now you go back. Is a backup quarterback more important than the greatest no, cover guy ever? Hall of Famer. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, John, on the stream, I was I'm being corrected. I I I said the Lions are the underdogs. The Lions are favored. So the Seahawks at home are getting four points. Detroit. I would not take the Lions minus four, but I do like the Lions in the game. Uh, I checked Bill's roster just for fun. He has three of his own first round picks on his entire roster: Mac Jones, Isaiah Wynn, Cole Strange. That's it. That's weird. It's uh, weird. Weird roster. Could you package those three for what? Like, could you package those three and get like DK Metcalf? Could you package those three and get like some sweet players? Well, if you could send the Niners two starting guards right now, what would they send? And Mac Jones? I mean, shit. God, <laughs> Niners would give you three ones. What are you talking about? Niners would give you your full refund back. <laughs> was it? Oh, it was McVay that. Uh, was yeah. it McVay that laughed about Strange? It was both of them. It was McVay and Sneed. In their defense, yeah. they probably had a few John Daly's because they had no picks that day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, because McVay was laughing that uh, Les made him watch him, and then they looked at each other like, this guy's never going to be around in the third round, but he's like, we didn't expect him to go in the first. You know? Yeah. And then McVay the next day had to do a classic. I didn't mean – I wasn't trying to make fun of him. I idolized Belichick. Did you hear Dilfer tell Rosillo that one thing – I don't know if – I'd never heard this, so this is probably like a nerd coaching thing. Bill in the Super Bowl had scouted the Rams so well – that they knew McVeigh's tendencies on play calls where McVeigh stood on the sideline. So, like, he didn't go into specifics, but the way he talked about it, like, if he was on the 40, it was specific type runs. When he was on, like, the 30, it was more pass plays. And it was, like, I guess it's in the coaching nerd circles, like, legend, stuff of legend, Tim Punk. Oh, my God. Because it makes sense, right? How hard you you and I, we've most people listening, have been watching the Super Bowls for, to score three points in the Super Bowl is very, very difficult to accomplish. He had to have something. He like off up against Bill, but he'd been an explosive offense that year. I mean, I think the best offense in the league. Did You know, now that I think about it, when, when Garoppolo missed Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, were Kyle, was Kyle, and remember it was like Kyle and John Lynch standing next to each other, were they standing further down the sideline or were they at the line of scrimmage? 
a hell of a question. I, I feel like I saw a video that they were a little further down, but that's um, that's a great note. I wonder why. Interesting. I, I mean, you would think Sean had changed his habits since then. Well, one hundred percent, he's changed his cadence. But like, that's not something you would even pick up in a in a self scout necessarily. Yeah, you got to send someone to the game for that. But or, who would even notice that? Even if you had somebody scout you and you pay, if I said, John, come scout us, here's $50,000, would you come up with that? That's well, insane. no. Yeah. It's like Bill and Ernie teach you the tricks of the trade. And like, do you have, do you, or what you do is you have people filming from the stands. Well, yeah, that would be the <laughs> obvious, probably, accusation, right? Because <laughs> first, John would say, How do you see me every play in the all 22? And Bill would say, Well, I don't. We log it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the all 22, you mean the league's all 22 or my all 22? Yeah. The, wait, you watch the league's all 22? Wait, like, it's that, not an all 22 shot. That's what everyone scouts in this league. The, the thing that the league gives every team, you fucking morons. It's a handheld from the first row behind you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, a couple other things. Carolina, Arizona. One of them's getting their third loss this week. Eagles could get to 4-0 against the Jags. That's Trent Baalke, Howie Roseman, John. That game, executive of the year face-off potentially. What, 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 big, bigger story if they go 4-0 or if the Jags are 3-1. and Boy, I mean, both massive. I mean, 4-0 puts you in the driver's seat in the NFC. The Jags being 4-1. 4-1, 3-1? 3-1, 3-1. And, and honestly, a, a, a Wentz bomb touchdown with like three minutes to go from being undefeated. Yeah, I, I think it's... To me, it's like if they just play a good game, both teams come out of this thing looking pretty good. Right? Think about the this. Jags just are a real team. Well, the Jags beat the uh, – who'd they beat? Oh, the Colts, Colts 24-0, and then they beat the shit out of the Chargers 38-10. So they've had two wins of like we dominated in the wins. So both these teams' margins have to be pretty big, right? The scoring differential? Yeah, because the, the Jags only lost that first game by – it was 28-22. Jacksonville's plus 46. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, Philly's plus 36. The only team with the bigger ones, Buffalo, obviously. So these are the two biggest scoring differentials in the league so far. I would imagine the Niners are in the red. Uh, no, I think because well, they beat the Seattle. Yeah, Niners are plus 10. Niners are plus 10. Like the Dallas and the Giants are both negative. Rams are actually negative. The Rams uh, offense has not been that, that good Bills this year. Game, plus the Bills game. And then the Falcons game got close. Um, but you're right. I mean. Uh, biggest negative differential. You want to take a guess? Somebody uh, had to get blown well, out. It, it wouldn't be the Raiders, even though the Texans know. Uh, Raiders are know. weirdly only minus 13. Uh, it's the Titans, minus 33. It's hard to get a gauge of the NFL through just a couple games. Like it's Jesus amazing. Christ, is the Lions game in Detroit? Have I been doubly wrong about that game? I thought the game was in Seattle with Seattle favorite. It's in Detroit. Somebody just said that on the. I will give you the benefit of the doubt on this. Seattle, the Lions always do. Seattle feels completely. It is in Detroit. God, you know what? I screwed that one up. <laughs> Seattle feels completely irrelevant. Uh, John Dallas two and zero playing the Commanders two and zero with with a backup quarterback. So they get to three and zero with a backup quarterback. That'd be pretty impressive. Well, that's a pretty good comeback after losing that Week One game on Sunday night. Yeah, which I would say most people thought they were fucked, including myself. Uh, can I update you on the latest Brett Favre's a piece of shit uh, version of the uh, Brett Favre story? Somebody DM me the other day and was like, you guys were talking about Brett. I have no idea what the story is. I come to you guys for the information. Don't assume that everyone knows the story. And I said, well, I do think it was a pretty widely distributed story, but that's also fair. We don't want to, you know, people, you guys, are, these are our jobs. So 
but but you know, Favre was you know some people got arrested that were working with Brett, by the way, to redistribute uh, well, uh, state welfare money. Aren't, aren't like the politicians he was working with under indictment? One, yeah, one got arrested. Some other person who was I don't know if directly related just got sentenced to like thirty two years. So well, dicey. Brett could could Brett end up behind bars? Um, but you know, redirected like five million bucks of state welfare money to the the the, the Southern Miss volleyball team for their arena but the latest story wednesday not illegal just shady is that the uh the farve for hope foundation whose mission is to support cancer patients and disadvantaged kids uh donated more than one hundred thirty thousand dollars to the southern miss uh, athletics department and sixty thousand dollars to brett's daughter's high school club volleyball team and this is a foundation that takes public donations so it's not like it's like Brett just, you know, covering up some tax dollars, which whatever. Uh, public donations, $60,000, cancer patients, disadvantaged kids, $60,000, uh, his daughter's volleyball team. I don't know how you rate shadier because the welfare thing, you know, I I, I saw when everyone was arguing over the Ime Udoka welfare thing, it's like part of the reason people are just so numb to famous people and politicians doing shady shit. So it's not that like, whenever you read the details, you're like, Jesus, we've seen it a million times. I mean, it's just, so it's just, I, also, I, I'm sex. numb to it. Like what? the old saying that sex sells, like it's really true, right? Yeah. Like to that's me, a big part. If it was Ime Odoka has stolen uh, $7 per paycheck from the Celtics for the last hundred years, uh, some bullshit, no one would care. But how many times in our life, have we seen politician with someone involved in crazy things with money, you know, going different places? It happens nonstop. Yeah. To me, the situation is two people that raised money for charity last year. No, no kid hungry. Great deal. Thanks for everyone that donated. When you give to something like that, you are told specifically where it's going. And obviously Brett's wife famously went through, I don't know, breast cancer. So it's it's an easy one for them to like when you think of Brett Favre, the breast cancer, it kind of goes hand in hand. So I'm giving you regardless of whatever the number is to then you give and it all gets back to I'm telling you, one, he's either the cheapest motherfucker going like he has the money. He just does not want to give his own money yeah. or I feel pretty confident about this. He does not have the liquid funds to make the promises that he has made. Slash, I could see the one to the daughter, like him trying to be like, use this money. Like, I don't want to use my money. Type. Yeah, deal. it also could be like he likes making promises and you've just been famous for a long time and people just give him shit. And hey, yeah. I'm just here facilitating, making it happen. You know, you guys move some money there, move it there. Because if he really needed the money, would he be giving $60,000 to a, a club volleyball no. team? Well, I read an in-depth article on the welfare money. And one thing, a guy from Southern Miss who was getting pissed off, like asking for the cash, like, I don't know if Brett realizes like he made a commitment like yeah, this. You, yeah. you can't just, and as people that went to Fresno state and saw commitment go belly up, you make a big promise. It's different. Like if someone like if the equivalent of Fresno state would be like Derek Carr, Logan Mankins, like you believe the money is coming. If Brett Favre at Southern misses, I got $5 million. I wouldn't blame those people at Southern miss within the next week, start doing draw renderings, right? You would start the flow of the thing. Right. And Brett, acting like a big swinging dick and then he doesn't have the money also if you're southern miss you don't want to find out the money came from state welfare funds you want no part of that 100 like, we already got half the buildings up what do we do i i'm telling you i i think 
I no, I'm not some legal analyst. I don't know if he's going to jail or not, but it's I I feel pretty confident about his his funds are a little more limited than I would imagine people thought before this situation came yeah. out. Hey, speaking of Fresno State, Aaron Judge, shout out. That was pretty cool. Did you watch it? Were you watching it? Uh, no, I wasn't. It was cool. Well, I watched the first two ABs. He, how many times has he walked the last three? I honestly, I gave up a little bit. Well, I saw somebody said if you would bet on him to walk every at bat, you'd be up 41 units or some shit over the last two weeks. He walked. I watched the game before. Today's Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. He walked all four ABs, I think. Yeah, I watched, I watched three of those ABs, and then I watched the first one yesterday, and I'll be honest, I gave up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't give up because I didn't think he was tight or anything. He wasn't. There weren't even pitches close. I know. I don't. Would you want to be the guy that gave it up? Yeah. No, I think I don't. It's not a bad. Play. I was thinking about that. Like walk off home run, whatever. You don't want to lose some game that doesn't matter. But if it's like you know you're, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I here, here. This was my thought. If it was the last day of the season and your team didn't need the game, would you? And and he was like one away from breaking the record. Would you groove him a fastball? Michael Strahan style with yeah, Brett Favre? I, I would do it. I would groove him a fastball. Now, the difference between Favre and, like, he still has to hit it out yeah. if you groove him a fastball. What if you but I would. I'd be like, like, yeah. <laughs> I would tell him what's coming. Change up. A couple reasons. Doesn't hurt me. It's like, fuck. Like, all these guys that give up these home, legendary home runs, none of them are mad about it. Now, if it's like Bobby Thompson, uh, you know, you give up the, the pennant, that's different. But I just mean, like, for a record. Like, who cares? Plus, they bring you back. You're signing autographs. Fuck. Mookie, uh, 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 Bill Buckner was signing autographs forever, and that was an awful moment. Imagine how easy it'd be like, yeah, I gave up 62. What do I care? You know? I, I've seen some uh, nerd buzz on the internet. Like, I, I do think there are some nerds that are going to vote for Mike Trout to be the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you do that, you should be... Uh, what about Otani? Your vote taken away, or whoever. Like, it's... To me, this is pretty clear cut this year. He might win the triple crown still. That was his thing to vent to like he did the interview afterwards. He's like, I remember my coach at Fresno State. I don't know if he was talking about Mike Batesel, I assume, uh, was showing us YouTubes of of when uh Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown. And, well, I wanted uh, a red flag him. I'm like, Well, I thought you couldn't get baseball on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know what who knows what he was watching. <laughs> no, I oh I he saw you post YouTube. that. I was like, Oh, oh good, good point. Um uh we talk oh oh Mike Trout, not his fault, but I looked the other day because I saw somebody, one of the Barstool baseball guys was like, I hope people are not, are, are people forgetting, are people noticing what Mike Trout is doing? And I said, no, they are not noticing what he's doing because for like the millionth year in a row, the Angels are going to finish their customary 35 games out of first place. If you go back, I went back and looked, the Angels basically finish somewhere between 15 and 32 games out of first place almost every year. So this year, I think they're like 32 games out of first in the American League West. Maybe it's 33. I haven't checked in a couple of days. Uh, I'm not saying that's Mike Trout's fault, but no, you don't. Sorry. I, I couldn't. Under no circumstances, if you vote for Mike Trout, can I ever take you seriously again? And that, to me, every person that does, they represent part of why well, baseball has fought for relevancy the last 20 yeah, years. Because it'll be independent of stats and stuff like this is Aaron Judge. He's on one of the best teams. He's by far their best player. He's having a historic year. He's a dominant player. He is the best player on the most important. And one of the, I, 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 what are we talking about? 
He's won the award before on shitty teams. Yeah. He's been hurt this year. What the fuck are we doing? I, I haven't looked at Trout's numbers. To me, if you made he's got like, 38 bombs, he's batting 275. You know, he's probably walked a bunch. He's yeah, walked I mean, 50 times. I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to look for I can make the case. My my initial reaction is I wouldn't do it, but I got no problem. Like he, he's probably, I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time, also. So whatever, but. It's not like you'd be voting for some bullshit guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you would be voting for Mike Trout. It does feel this year you'd be doing it pretty specifically, like to try to like be different. Oh, maybe, but I, yeah, maybe, if you wanted to be anti triple crown numbers, but, but the triple crown numbers have mattered this year, right? But I'm just saying, like the triple crown, like your point is, like if you're if you're basing it off of some analytical numbers that are less, you know, the triple crown has lost kind of its luster. For sure. I mean, the Yankees are going to win 100 games. Is this the last weekend of baseball, or is there another week? Uh, Well, there's like, what, 13 games left, so there's probably another week. I think the yeah. last week goes into Okay, October. so he, he's still got some more time to hit some more bumps. I wouldn't mind if he finished on 61. What if he broke Barry's record out of nowhere? Like, just went, just hit a home run a game for the for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, well, what if he just had, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, banged out, like, five? <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> holy shit, he's going to break the Bonds record. That'd be, That'd be pretty, pretty nice. How much more money would he earn if he did that? By the way, John, I love the Yankee record. I think what I think the Yankees, the Yankees have earned everything they've gotten. They are a legitimate fucking winner. So I'm not, you know, some people are like, oh, the Cowboys get too much attention. The Yankee, like the Knicks. Why well, stop talking about the Knicks? Okay. The Yankees have earned it. Like they are the greatest American sports franchise. Um, haven't they been in the playoffs like 24 the last 29 years? Yeah, something? it was something like that was the stat. Yeah. So to me, the fact that Maris was a Yankee and Maris broke Babe's record and Babe was an all-time great and he was a Yankee, like that's what makes this cool, right? Um, but like the idea that like I, it's cool that Roger, I guess Roger Maris Jr. is entitled. Everyone's entitled. There, I don't. It's not news that Roger Maris Jr. said that this is the home run record. That's not news. Like the record is Barry's record. It's, it's that's what the record says. So he doesn't. I understand why he has that take, but it's not, that's not a, I don't want that third on my newsfeed that Roger Maris Jr. said that. That's whatever. He's Roger Maris Jr. He's the son of Roger Maris. Listen, the, he's, the he's not unbiased here. The moment with the mom and Roger Maris Jr. was really cool. Okay. Why did Roger Maris Jr. get a press conference after? I mean, he's Roger Maris Jr. I guess they just treat, they get just to do whatever he wants. I mean, he has been, think of all, he, he was there for, he was there for McGuire. I mean, he's just, they've been around for a while. He looked like, I, I, is I forget his name that, Roger yeah. Maris Jr.? Yeah, it is. Okay. I, looked I just assumed people like, that's what I would call him if I didn't know his name was Roger Maris Jr. What's crazy, I was telling you, I saw a text you, I went down this Mickey Mantle rabbit hole, because you go on Roger Maris, his Wikipedia page, it ultimately leads you to the Mickeys, and Mickey's family, like, Obviously, everyone in his family had died young. It was a big reason he drank so hard because his dad had died young. He had his kids kid. that died before yeah. him. It was great. His story, he had a son that died at 36 years old. I think another one died at like 42 years old. And then you realize, read his baseball accolades. He won seven fucking championships. He was a 20-time All-Star. I think in a weird way, he's an underrated, like the way we talk about Bill Russell or obviously Brady. I don't know if we hold Mickey Mantle to the proper regard. Well, baseball people, I think, do. He definitely, his name doesn't come up a lot, but really whose name comes up, like in Babe. general baseball terms, yeah. Mickey, I told you this last night, we were texting. Babe like, won his, six, Mickey won seven, Garrett won seven. DiMaggio? Did you look at DiMaggio? I did not. I, I guess last year was 51, so he only, he shared one with, Uh, yeah, he shared one with Mickey. Mickey's rookie year was DiMaggio's last year. 
Do you know where DiMaggio's from? San Francisco. Yeah, Martinez. Uh, he won. DiMaggio won nine. Yeah, because I DiMaggio's last year was fifty-one. What was his rookie year? Probably pre-war. Uh, thir- uh, thirty-six. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Um. Uh, I told you the I I've I have Mickey's book somewhere. Like when I was a kid, his autobiography. It's called All My Octobers. It's, you just played in October every fucking year. It's incredible. I mean, the Yankees also, from like the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, I mean, why, they were just bigger than everybody else. They just won nonstop. Just annihilate people. Just dominate. And really, George had nothing to do with any of that, huh? George took George over. George had like, nothing oh. to do with that. No. <laughs> George Steinbrenner? Yeah. But like you texted me, George will come back if Aaron Judge signs with somebody else. You just uh, everything you've earned, you lose a lot of credit if you let Aaron Judge walk to go play for the Mets. Why you can't? I, I I'm telling you, I, they have. I one said option. this to you. If would the Met, could the Mets? How rich is he? Well, I think could, I think like Balmer. I think he's worth like fifty bill. Could he offer Judge a bill? One ten years, one billion, hundred million a year for ten years. Zero chance you'll ever live up to this contract. But here we go. There's no way you can say no. The Yankees can't come close. He's probably lost some money in the recent stock market uh, plunge. So I don't know. This is when he makes his money. His net worth, maybe it's not worth as much as I thought. 12 bill. Okay. Now, 10 bill, you know, one bill over 10 years. It's really only 100 mil this year that you're committing yourself to. I got 17 bill. Yeah. Maybe it fluctuates with the, then I see 26 bill range. That was an 18 when the stock market was ripping. Uh, so you know he's he's worth a lot. He could do it. Clearly, I mean he he'll do something shady to get the cash if he has to. Promise him some stuff, give him some New York real estate. You know. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. On that note, anything to add? I should do it. Okay. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, share it, like it, subscribe, do it, five star it, holler at your boys, DM us, send us pictures of you and. Uh, you know, your John Daly's, your Tito's and Ginger's, you, you just your handles on the golf course on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever you're doing. And. Um, yeah. Now I have to hit end broadcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.